One of our top cloud computing holdings is DigitalOcean. Casey, the market decided DigitalOcean's Q2 2023 update was a disaster. So one of a number of smaller tech stocks that the dubious honor of getting a 20% or greater haircut on its valuation. If you missed our Fortinet video, start there. Go find it. We'll link it here in the description because this is not a completely different story from the Fortinet version. But I think the short story here is it's a reminder that even in a new bull market, pullbacks happen and individual stocks pull back a lot. 20% or more drop is, I won't say common, but it's also not uncommon either. It happens. So there we go. That's my intro on DigitalOcean. Go for it, Casey. Let's talk about the Q2 numbers. They reported a revenue growth of 27% to $170 million in the second quarter. Adjusted free cash flow came in at $45 million, which is a 27% profit margin and above the full year 2023 target for adjusted free cash flow margin of 21 to 22%. Stock repurchases through the first half of the year are now 369 million, which is 11% of the current market cap. So all of these seem completely fine. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Casey. This was a solid quarter. It was within the range of what we should have been expecting, except for the free cash flow numbers are really good. DigitalOcean it's a tiny little business that plays in the cloud infrastructure space, but a profitable one. They've done a great job of balancing growth with profitability, but it's all about the future, right? Again, like we talked about with Fortinet, if you're trying to stick a valuation on a business that you want to buy or sell, if you're a shareholder looking to sell, it's all about the future, not the past. So Let's just maybe walk through the cadence of 2023 outlooks that the company has provided up until this point. So on February 16th, 2023, this is when the company was reporting its full year 2022. Management said to expect 700 to 720 million in full year 2023 revenue with free cash flow margin in the range of 21% to 22%. Then on May 9th, management reiterated the 700 to 720 million in revenue, kept free cash flow margins at 21 to 22%, but slightly increased their guidance for adjusted earnings per share, basically to reflect what was at that point becoming a very rapid increase in stock repurchases, which you just mentioned, Casey, an 11% return to shareholders via stock repurchases so far this year. That's huge. But now this most recent guidance given on August 3rd, that full year expectation backtracked back down to 680 to 685 million, a sizable downgrade to guidance. You never like to see a downgrade. Adjusted free cash flow margin maintained at 21% to 22%, but because of the lower revenue, that's going to equate to lower free cash flow on the year and the company holding pat on those stock repurchases because it is profitable. The other thing that really threw the market for a loop here was in this Q2 update, 
management did admit that they found some accounting errors, which are going to lead to the restatement of some past results. Specifically, it looks like in the first quarter of 2023. Now, this correction is actually going to probably lead to an increase in adjusted earnings per share for the first quarter, and thus will probably result in even higher adjusted earnings per share for 2023 versus the prior outlook. Management has said they fixed the issue. So it's not that the error is going to result in higher earnings per share. This has to do with a tax expense overstatement of tax expense that needed corrected. But I think it just maybe leads to some extra question marks that maybe management not as in control of their processes as you would like to see. You're not going to tell me that we found out they're using TurboTax, right? I hope not. There was nothing said about TurboTax, though, so they're probably using some more sophisticated tax software than that. At any rate, problem has been fixed. Again, like with Fortinet, this is a situation worth monitoring, but we still like the progress going on at DigitalOcean. Just to reiterate the size of this company, it is a tiny cloud computing business. It competes against the big guns, AWS, Google Cloud, Oracle Cloud, Microsoft Azure. And this company is a very small fish in a very large pond. Unlike what the name would imply. But it's interesting, Casey, to look at this and realize that up to this point, at least predominantly, DigitalOcean's primary risk has not been from big competition, but really just its own execution, which I think in some ways is, is a really good thing. It's good to see a tiny little business like this in control of its own destiny. They've really zoomed in on a very specific client base, small and mid-sized businesses and startups. They've made a couple of acquisitions now to bolster their infrastructure, their cloud infrastructure that they can offer. They made that Cloudways acquisition last year to help small businesses that are maybe not so tech sophisticated that need some help with onboarding and then managing some sort of web presence. And then in this quarter, they made the acquisition of Paperspace. Basically, they went out and got a bunch of NVIDIA GPUs on the cheap. So going forward, they can offer some AI capabilities to those small businesses. We'll see how that pans out. But I think that's the good news here is this company's primary risk is its own ability to execute on its vision. That can be a good thing if they do continue to execute well. It'll be a bad thing if they miss on execution. Again, time will tell. This is a small business. It's a company that we're bullish on over the long term. And I think a stock that we already mentioned in our video earlier that we're nibbling on here, we're going to buy some more this month. But it's a situation worth monitoring very closely. The average investor, I don't think, should be betting too big on a company that's this small. As Nick mentioned, this company was one of our seven stocks that we're buying in August, but this is a situation where we are nibbling on it. We are not buying tons of shares of this company. They're going to have to prove their worth before we give it a bigger position in our portfolio. That's absolutely right, Casey. And if they do execute, it is again worth mentioning that this stock does trade for well under 30 times expected 2023 free cash flow. So if they're dealing with some economic headwinds right now that, that led to the reduction in revenue, if they're able to 
maintain growth and maybe re-accelerate in 2024, this could be a really cheap stock. But as you said, it's a prove it situation. So we're happy to nibble, keep this a small portion of a small position in our portfolio. And if it's going to be a bigger position of our portfolio, that will naturally happen over time as the business executes. Okay, that's a wrap for today at Chipstock Investor. Nick, give us a preview for upcoming videos. Okay, so we have some interesting updates that came out of NVIDIA CEO Jensen Wong's keynote address at SIGGRAPH on Monday that we think is relevant if you're a Microsoft shareholder, if you're a Meta shareholder, big tech in general. If you're trying to figure out if the AI hype is real or just a bunch of fluff, we have an update on that. And then also we're going to be taking a look at some small cap stocks and some of their earnings reports. Lots of requests on Skywater technology, a stock we don't own, but we've done updates on in the past. We'll take a stab at it again. And then one that we do own onto innovation. We'll be looking at updates from them. So make sure you hit the subscribe button, allow notifications so you don't miss a video and share our channel with your fellow investors. We will see you again soon at Chipstock Investor.